Welcome to Psalms Cast. Today is a start of our brand new week. We are at the eighth day of August, and I am Denise. Are you excited about the days ahead for the next 160 some hours that will make up this week? Life sure can be a challenge in the ever changing landscapes that make up our lives. Many are preparing their children to return to the classroom after a year of virtual online education, and workers may be headed back into the office environment instead of working from home. New challenges often can trigger thoughts and feelings of anxiety, but none of these changing landscapes come as any surprise to the one who knows the end from the beginning. Our Lord and Savior He never sleeps or slumbers, and He is very interested in our earthly journey. It is He, the eternal God, who draws us here into His Psalms to encourage us that with Him is safety, wisdom, and grace. On the first day of each week, just a general reminder of how we find the chapters to read each day in order to complete all 150 chapters by the end of this month. Each day, We find first the psalm that matches the day of the month, then skip 30 chapters forward four times, which means that the chapters for us to explore today are Psalm 8, Psalm 38, Psalm 68, Psalm 98, and Psalm 128. This week, our source document for God's Word is a newer translation called the Evangelical Heritage Version. At the very end of the podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, we are exploring the Gospel of Luke, and today we will be in chapter 4. So let's start off right today by coming before the Lord and asking Him to be our focus and to be our guide. Father, thank You. We thank You that You draw us here as we come humbly to seek You, to draw near to You. We desire to experience all that you will entrust to us, to experience your mercy and your grace in the midst of our life. So we are opening our hearts and our minds to you. We ask that your Holy Spirit will plant these truths in our minds and in our being. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 8 Your name is Majestic, a psalm by David. The glory of God declared by the heavens, the glory of God declared by children. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Set this glory of yours above the heavens. From the lips of little children and nursing babies, you have established strength because of your foes to put a stop to the enemy and the avenger. The glory of the Son of Man. Whenever I look up at your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you remember him, the Son of Man that you pay attention to him? Nevertheless, you make him suffer need apart from God for a while but you crown him with glory and honor. You make him the ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and cattle, and even the wild animals, 
the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea, which pass through the currents of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Psalm 38 Do not rebuke me in your anger. A psalm by David to bring to remembrance. Opening plea. Lord, do not rebuke me in anger. Do not discipline me in wrath. The greatness of David's burden. Indeed, your arrows have stuck in me. Your hand has come down on me. There is no health in my flesh because of your rage. There is no wellness in my bones because of my sin, because my guilt has gone over my head. Like a heavy burden, it is too heavy for me. My wounds stink and ooze because of my folly. I am drooping. I am completely bent over. All day long, I go around mourning. Even my back burns with pain. My whole body is unhealthy. I have become numb. I am completely crushed. I groan loudly because of my anxious thoughts. Lord, all my needs lie before you. My sighs are not hidden from you. My heart beats quickly. My strength leaves me. Even the light of my eyes is gone from me. My loved ones and my friends stand far away because of the blow I have suffered. My neighbors stand at a distance. Those who pursue my life set traps. Those who seek to harm me talk about my ruin. All day long, they plot deceit. I am deaf. I cannot hear. Like a mute person, I cannot open my mouth. I am like a man who cannot hear. No response comes from my mouth. David's Confidence of Delivery Yet I wait for you, Lord. You will answer, O Lord my God. So I said, Do not let them celebrate because of me. Do not let them gloat when my foot slips. Look, I am about to fall, and I am always in pain. So I declare my guilt and am troubled by my sin. My aggressive enemies are numerous. Those who hate me for no reason are many. Those who repay evil for good slander me because I pursue what is good. Closing plea. Do not forsake me, O Lord. My God, do not be far from me. Hurry to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Psalm 68, The Procession of God, by David, a psalm, a song. Judgment on God's enemies. May God arise, may his enemies scatter. May those who hate him flee from his presence. As smoke is blown away, may you blow them away. As wax melts before the fire, may the wicked perish before God. Blessing on God's people. But the righteous rejoice and celebrate in the presence of God. They will be happy and joyful. Sing to God, make music to his name. Lift up a song to him who rides through the deserts. His name is the Lord. Celebrate before him. 
in his holy dwelling, God is a father for the fatherless and a judge who defends widows. God causes the lonely to dwell together as a household. He leads out the prisoners with music, but the rebellious dwell in a scorched land. God brings his people into his land. God, when you went out in front of your people, when you marched through the wasteland, the earth shook. Yes, the heavens poured down rain. Before God, this one from Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. You dispersed plentiful showers, O God. You strengthened your inheritance when it was weary. Your people settled in it. In your goodness, you provide it for the oppressed, O God. The Lord defends the kings of the land. The Lord provided the message. The women who proclaimed it were a great army. Kings with armies flee. They flee. The woman who stays home shares in the plunder. Even while you lie among the campfires, the wings of a dove are sheathed with silver and its feathers with yellow gold. When the Almighty scatters the kings there, it snowed on Zalman. The Lord makes his dwelling in Zion. The mountain of Bashan is a mountain of God. The mountain of Bashan is a mountain with many peaks. O mountain with many peaks, why do you look jealously at the mountain God desires for his home? Indeed, the Lord will dwell there forever. The chariots of God are twice ten thousand, thousands upon thousands. Among them the Lord has come from Sinai into his sanctuary. You ascended on high. You led captivity captive. You received gifts among men, so that even among the rebellious, the Lord God might dwell. God's daily care. Blessed be the Lord. Day by day, He bears our burdens. He is the God who saves us. God's future victories. Our God is a God who saves. From God, the Lord comes escape from death. Surely God will crush the heads of his enemies, the scalps of those who walk around in their guilt. The Lord says, I will bring them from Bashan. I will bring them from the depths of the sea, so that you may stomp your foot in blood. The tongues of your dog get their share of the enemy's blood. God's procession into the temple. They see your processions, O God the processions of my God, my King, into the sanctuary. The singers lead the way. After them come the musicians. In the middle are virgins playing hand drums. In the assemblies, bless God the Lord, who is the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin leading them. The officers of Judah are their noisy crowd. There are the officers of Zebulon and the officers of Naphtali. Prayer for future victory. Your God commands your strength. Show strength, O God, as you have done for us before. God rules the nations. Because of your temple at Jerusalem, kings will bring tribute to you. Threaten the beast among the reeds the herd of wild bulls among the calves, that is, the peoples. 
until they submit with bars of silver. He scatters the peoples who delight in battles. Envoys will come from Egypt. Cush will run to stretch out its hands to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Make music to the Lord, to him who rides in the highest heavens, in the ancient heavens. Yes, he sends out his voice, his mighty voice. Proclaim God's strength. His majesty is over Israel, and his power is in the skies. Closing praise. You are awesome, O God, from your sanctuary. The God of Israel, he is the one who gives power and strength to the people. Blessed be God. Psalm 98 Sing to the Lord a new song, a psalm. Invitation Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Let his people sing. The Lord has made his salvation known. He has revealed his righteousness to the eyes of the nations. He has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Let all people sing. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Break out in joyful song. Make music. Make music to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of music, with trumpets and the sound of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the King, the Lord. Let the whole earth sing. Let the sea roar and everything that fills it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with fairness. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 128, A Blessed Family, A Song of Ascents. Promise. How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, everyone who is walking in His ways. Yes, you will eat the food you worked for. How blessed you are. It will go well for you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine in the inner rooms of your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Look, this is how blessed the man is who fears the Lord. Prayer May the Lord bless you from Zion, so that you may see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life, and you see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. Our source document for this week is a relatively new translation that was completed just two years ago in 2019. The format for the Psalms is different from other Bibles that we've read in that within a chapter, sometimes there are divisions or dividers. As we walk through this week, you'll understand how these divisions can help us to better understand a Psalm. Sometimes it's difficult to fathom actually what's happening, especially in the longer Psalms. 
Last week, we considered many different types of Bible versions, and the EHV, or the Evangelical Heritage Version, really doesn't fit into any of those. And so sometimes it's just easier to read from the information page. So here goes. The Holy Bible, Evangelical Heritage Version. Our translation is called Evangelical because its highest goal is to proclaim the good news of the gospel of salvation through faith in the atoning work of Jesus Christ, God's eternal Son. Our translation is called Heritage because this work looks to the past, the present, and the future. Heritage expresses our respect for the generations of Christians and for the faithful translators who have passed the Bible down to us. We are aware that we, in the presence, are building on the foundation which they have laid. The term heritage also looks to the future. The gospel is a precious inheritance that is to be passed from generation to generation until Christ returns. Our goal and motto is expressed in the hymn verse. God's word is our great heritage and shall be ours forever. To spread its light from age to age shall be our chief endeavor. Through life it guides our way. In death it is our stay. Lord, grant while worlds endure, we keep its teaching pure throughout all generations. To this end, our goal is to produce a balanced translation suitable for all-purpose use in the church. We seek a balance between the old and the new. Our translation can be called revised or traditional insofar as it builds on the tradition of Bible translation that goes back to the King James Version, to Martin Luther, and beyond. It is new in that it is not based on any one template, and it introduces new terms in those places where traditional terms no longer communicate clearly. We seek a balance between the poles of so-called literal and dynamic equivalent theories of translation. We seek a balance between formality and informality. The Bible contains many types of literature in different levels of language, from the very simple to the very difficult. For this reason, the translator should not be too committed to produce one level of language, but should try to reproduce the tone or the flavor of the original. The Evangelical Heritage Version is designed for learning and teaching. The Bible is a book to be read, but it is also a book to be studied. The Evangelical Heritage is not an interpretive translation. Our duty and goal is to understand and to reproduce as closely as possible what the original text says and to say no more and no less than what the text says. Yes, Lord, yes. We desire to be faithful in the handling of your holy word. Our hearts desire to fully understand and to live active lives that point others to you as the way, the truth, and the life. We don't want to live warped or wicked lives. We know that we are broken and yet 
Jesus, you have redeemed us from that desperate place. We thank you for your holy word. And for the faithful people, your spirit continues to call forth to preserve and convey your truth from generation to generation. Abba Father, we are at the beginning of another week of life here in 2021. We humbly ask that your spirit will light each step on the paths before us so that we will know exactly where you want us to tread. Give us courage to stand strong and to be mindful that, Jesus, you are going to be returning soon. Come, Jesus, we pray. In your precious name we ask. Amen. Now for those who desire to dive deeper into God's Word, we do have a segment at the very end of the podcast, so just hang in here for a few more minutes as we wrap up this part Today we are going into the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. If you desire to connect with us at PsalmsCast to share thoughts, to ask questions, to ask for prayer, or to request a Bible, the email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or text, the number in the U.S. is 470-240-1509. For those using WhatsApp, that number is one. 470-240-1509. You can also make a connection using social media. PsalmsCast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God The Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. Yes, we're in a brand new week, and we're moving right along through the Gospel of Luke. When we left off in chapter 3, John the Baptist was preparing the way, calling people to repentance. And yes, they were coming to the Jordan to be baptized. And at the very end of the chapter, we see Jesus coming down to the Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist. So today we are moving forward into what happened next. So as I read, allow God's words to wash over you and to wash through you, trusting the Holy Spirit to plant these truths in your mind and in your heart. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Luke chapter 4. The devil tempts Jesus. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. He did not eat anything during those days. When they came to an end, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. The devil led him up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil told him, I will give you all this power and the glory of these kingdoms 
because it has been entrusted to me and I can give it to anyone I want. So, if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here because it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and they will lift you up with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a rock. Jesus answered him, It says, You shall not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished every temptation, he left him until an opportune time. A prophet in his hometown. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through all the surrounding area. He was teaching in their synagogues and being honored by everyone. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. As was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives in recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began to tell them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. They all spoke well of him and were impressed by the words of grace that came from his mouth, and they kept saying, Isn't this Joseph's son? He told them, Certainly, you will quote this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself. Do here in your hometown everything we heard you did in Capernaum. And he said, Amen, I tell you. No prophet is accepted in his hometown, but truly I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was shut for three years and six months, while a great famine came over all the land. Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow of Zarephath in Sidon. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elijah, the prophet, yet none of them was healed except Naaman the Syrian. All those who were in the synagogue were filled with rage when they heard these things. They got up and drove him out of the town. They led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he passed through the middle of them and went on his way. Jesus drives out a demon. He went down to Capernaum, a town of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were amazed by his teaching because his message had authority. In the synagogue there was a man who was possessed by an unclean spirit of a demon. He cried out with a loud voice, Leave us alone! What do you have to do with us, Jesus the Nazarene? 
Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. The demon threw him down in front of them and came out of him without harming him. They were all filled with awe and began to say to one another, What is this message? With authority and power he commands unclean spirits, and they come out. News about him spread to every place in the surrounding area. Jesus heals many. Jesus got up, left the synagogue, and went into Simon's house. Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. They asked him to help her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. Immediately she got up and began to serve them. As the sun was setting, they brought to him all who were sick with various diseases. He laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Demons also came out of many people, crying out, You are the Son of God. He rebuked them and did not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. When it was day, he went out to a deserted place. The crowds were looking for him. They went up to him and were trying to prevent him from leaving them. But he told them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns too, because that is why I was sent. And he continued to preach in the synagogues in the land of the Jews. How timely. What a good word about temptation, because we humans, we struggle with temptation. We want what we want, when we want it, and how we want it, at least at our basis levels. As we learn about the Lord God and how He desires us to live, and coming to Jesus to be forgiven, set free, and redeemed, we learn that God's ways are better. But temptation is real, and making choices and decisions that are righteous in the eyes of the Lord can be a challenge. We often forget that Jesus was tested while weak and hungry after 40 days in the wilderness. The devil was truly opposed to all of God's ways and will do whatever it takes to throw out temptation that appeal to three areas most humans struggle with. We find those three areas called out in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, boasting about material possessions is not from the Father, but from the world. Jesus faced these same temptations. This man who had been in the desert for 40 days and had eaten nothing, He was hungry, and the devil taunts him with an if statement. If you really are, then prove it by. The temptation was to turn a stone into a loaf of bread. Why a loaf of bread? Because having food would really satisfy that hunger. To eat when you are famished is a real need, and the devil was appealing to that urgent need for Jesus' body, for food. The lust of the flesh is to give in to any desire or need of your body without regard to the will of God. Jesus simply states scripture to the devil. 
From Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Wow, what truth this is, especially after considering all of last week how important words are. God's word is what will nourish us and what will strengthen us. The second temptation that the devil attempted with Jesus is to show him a snapshot in time of all the kingdoms of the world, and he promised all power and glory of those kingdoms. The devil is attempting to appeal to our human desires of the eyes, that intense desire to have something that we see. The devil wanted Jesus to worship him. Jesus again responds with scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 20. It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The third temptation offered was one that appealed to the pride of life, meaning it's an appeal to the arrogant spirit of self-sufficiency. And again we see the devil challenging Jesus to jump at this challenge to prove that he is the Son of God. It's really a simple test. Just throw yourself off this high area and let the angels catch you because that's what God's word says will happen in Psalm 91. And again, Jesus simply responds with God's truth from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16. It says, you shall not test the Lord your God. Today, I had an aha moment as I read verse 13, which reads, When the devil had finished every temptation, he left him until an opportune time. I've read this verse many times, but today the the Spirit of God prompted me to pause, to consider the meaning of every in this statement. I looked up its meaning in the Strong's Concordance. Every means all, as in the usage of all, the whole, every kind. So think back for a second to the last time that you really struggled with temptation. Which area of temptation was being appealed to you as we consider what we heard in 1 John chapter 2 verse 16 from the Amplified Bible because it just really digs down. The lust and sensual craving of the flesh the lust and longing of the eyes, or the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things. Jesus was tempted, and how did he respond? As I see it, he spoke out loud the word of God's truth. He clung to the only truth that matters.